Let us pray. Most loving and gracious God, we give you thanks and praise for this day. We pray that your Holy Spirit would open our hearts to hear your voice. Lord, may your word be spoken and your word received. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In both this section from the Acts of the Apostles and the Gospel passage, we see clearly the power of God to change and to transform, to heal and to restore. And in this section from Acts, we hear of the conversion of Saul, who through this experience is on the way to his journey to become St. Paul. And we know that up until this point, Saul is one of the chief persecutors of the church, seeking out to put people into prison, standing by as Christians are killed. And then he has this encounter with God. And he is changed and transformed and then begins to be used by God as one of the chief messengers of the gospel. And it's this very encounter that gives Paul his credential to be called an apostle, which is one who has seen the risen Lord, as Jesus appears to him in this encounter. But he has gone essentially from chief uh, destructor of the church to chief champion of the church because of the power of God. Because God chose to transform him and Paul uh, let God work in and through his life. And the encounter in the gospel passage uh, is also an encounter of healing and restoration and transformation. Because we know Peter throughout the gospels He's great at uh, almost understanding things one time and then just a little bit later he royally screws it up and we've just come through Holy Week where Peter pledges, I'll never deny you, Lord. I'll go with you even to death only to find out he's going to deny him three times just like Jesus said. And then we have this encounter here on the beach by which Peter is healed and reconciled and restored by Jesus, that the loving transformational power of God is seen at work, that the one who was just denied Jesus, who has just screwed it up, is now restored, changed, and transformed. And what we need to see is that both of these encounters should be good news for all of us, because this is the good news of the gospel that you know, pe people say over and over again, well, God can't use me because if you only knew about this one thing in my life and, and we all rattle these things off. And so I've done the thing that prevents God from working. But most of us would not sign ourselves up to have been the chief persecutor of the church standing by while people are murdered and God used that guy. Why can't he use us? And we look at Peter's life, it's not like he just went on a giant trajectory upward, achieving more and more each time 
without fail. That's not what we see in Peter. We see Peter going like this, just like we do, up and down, understanding and not understanding, getting some things right and screwing it up, and God uses Peter. So we have to ask again, what is it in your life then that you think God can't use you? Because the reality is there is nothing in your life, past or present, that the healing, transformational, loving, reconciling power of God can't enter into and change and transform you to be used to share His love with others. Nothing. And the other example that I think in many ways it's easier to relate to Peter because he has sort of those ups and downs and if, if we've not been as I said, that you know, standing by with the murder of Christians, we may not relate as much to Paul's transformation, but I think we relate to Peter, especially in the fact that how many of us, and, and I won't ask you to raise your hands, have promised God you were going to do X, Y, or Z, or promised God you were not going to do X, Y, and Z, only to be promising not to do that thing or to do that thing two weeks later. That we can relate to Peter, right? We've all been in that place, and when we fail in our promise, we think, oh, well, it's over. I've used my nine lives. My file's been stamped and closed. And I'm sure there's a time that we've all felt that way. But what we need to recognize is when we feel that way and what the rest of the world needs to hear is that the heart of God, the character of God is to be found as we see it in these two passages. So when we feel uh, hopeless and helpless and useless and failures, all these things that may come to us from time to time along the Christian journey, we need to remind ourselves of these two passages. That while we may feel that way, the heart of God is to heal and restore, to refresh and renew, to forgive and to use us for His purpose. That's the very heart of God, that every time we're willing to recognize our failure and turn back to God, we, like Peter, find the outstretched hand of Jesus ready to raise us up, ready to receive us again, asking the question, do you love me? And in turn, he says, I love you. That's what is awaiting us each and every single time. That, I hope, we see as great news of the gospel. That we don't fail and then find an angry God with arms crossed and a scowling face saying, you blew it, you had enough chances, I'm done with you. But how many people's image of God is that image? The angry, judgmental God, and you've got so many chances, and you're out. If that's your image of God, when you think you've gotten to the end of the rope, you don't want to come back to that God. Because that's scary. But that's not who God has revealed Himself to be. God says, when you return, you find my love. You find my mercy. You find my love and grace and peace. And I will raise you up and renew you and strengthen you to go forth to share the love of Christ with others. Because if God can transform and use Paul, and He can transform and use Peter, He can transform and use each and every single one of us.
None of us is excluded. And there is nothing that we can do in the past or the present or the future that is more powerful than the loving transformational grace of our God. So today we give thanks and praise for who God is, His very nature to heal and reconcile, and we thank God for His power at work in each of our lives to change and transform us, to raise us up, to give us new hope, to provide a new beginning for each of us, that our lives from this point forward would be lived to God's honor and glory and we would be heralds of the gospel telling others of this loving God who desires a relationship with them. Let us pray. Most loving and gracious Father, we give you thanks and praise for this day and for the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, through whom we have forgiveness of our sins. We pray that your Holy Spirit will open our eyes that we might better understand who you are and who we are in you. Give us hearts of repentance that anything that is not of you would be transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. Keep us always turning towards you that we might continually come into your healing, loving, and transformational grace. We thank you, Lord, that your power is stronger than any of our failures. Draw us into your presence and change us into the image of Christ. And this we ask through our Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.